people don't drink alcohol their entire life, so they're not used to incorporating that into their diet. And it is like a sudden thing that happens. You are suddenly consuming more calories. I'm Kevin Christopher Robles. Welcome to season three of Retrospect. Starting this week, the podcast is going weekly, with shorter episodes airing between each of our regular multi-segment shows. Look forward to new episodes every Friday. This week, I'm speaking to Luke Osborne about the hidden consequences that alcohol has on your caloric intake. Without further ado, this is Retrospect, the official podcast of the Ford Observer. Joining me now is Luke Osborne, sports and health editor emeritus. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So, Luke, tell me what motivated you to write Booze Won't Help You Lose. Well, I'm personally having some booze uh, losing problems myself. I turned 21 last year. I'm about to turn 22. And I've gained, mm, I'd say maybe 10 pounds. Sounds like a lot. And I'm pretty sure the only thing that changed in my diet was the booze. So I really wanted to learn more about calories and alcohol. So I wrote an article about it. And I also thought that it was an issue that was pretty unknown and is something that you're not really taught about when you're educated about alcohol. Yeah, and you mentioned in the article that this isn't something that Alcohol EDU covers. So about Alcohol EDU is I noticed that they uh, cover stuff that happens when you immediately consume alcohol, like blood alcohol content and how it affects your behavior and memory. Um, but they don't really, and they talk about some long-term effects, but they don't really focus on how it affects your diet because people don't drink alcohol their entire life, so they're not used to incorporating that into their diet, and it is like a sudden thing that happens. You are suddenly consuming more calories. And something that surprised me and that I didn't know about was that the FDA actually has very little jurisdiction over alcoholic products. So the reason for that, uh, which I didn't include the article, is because... Uh, prohibition. When alcohol was brought back on the market, they created another bureau that also uh, regulates tobacco and jewels and stuff. So that's why the focus isn't on nutrition, more about the Surgeon General and how it affects your health. Tell me about how relevant this information is to college students. One reason why I think it's relevant to college students is because A, they drink a lot, and B, I think it's especially hard for college students to maintain good eating habits. And that's just generally, I'm just generalizing. Some people have great, amazing eating habits. Other people, um, unusually since we live very weird lifestyles, are eating at 3 a.m. or having all of their meals at 3 a.m., something like that, or they're eating throughout the day, which is why alcohol can complicate that because it is a part of your diet. And the people who are consuming it probably don't know how it affects us calorically. What do you think are some ways that people can prevent alcohol from taking over their diet? Well, the alcohol calorie counter on the NIAAA, which is the National Institute of Alcohol Abuse and Addiction, they have like an online calculator where you can enter the amount of ounces you drink and it will pop out a rough estimate of how many calories you consumed. So 
I don't think you have to do that every time you consume calories, but I would say it's a good idea to look at once because I didn't know prior to reading or prior to writing the article that there are about 120 calories in a glass of wine. And a glass of wine to me is just something, it's like seltzer water, you can just have it. And also you can't just have one. That's why I think it's important to probably know in the ballpark how many calories you're consuming, but I don't think it's important uh, to meticulously count them. What also surprised me is that something like a pina colada has about 500 calories in it. Do you think there are any specific strategies that someone can employ to sort of help them keep the number of calories down while still having a good time? You just have to figure out what your goals are. So if your goal is to never taste the alcohol, then you'll probably have a lot harder time um, going the low calorie way with alcohol because the thing that masks the alcohol is usually the sugar. Um, So that's why pina coladas are so caloric. But a good way to get around that is just drinking simple well drinks like uh, vodka sodas. And instead of having a gin and tonic, you have a gin and soda, so you can have any type of soda. Um, Not any type of soda, soda water, like seltzer. (laughs) Yeah, so just generally avoiding those mixed drinks. But also it's like having a slice of cake. You can have it every now and then. Do you have any advice for people who might be struggling with keeping their alcoholic consumption down? If you're having trouble keeping your alcoholic consumption down, you should probably talk, and if it's affecting you negatively, you should probably have a talk with a healthcare professional or a psychological services professional here at CPS or somewhere else off campus, just to make sure you know you're all good in the addiction area, you're steering clear of that. But if you're just generally having a hard time because of your lifestyle, maybe you've gotten the habit of drinking uh, once every night, which can be bad, but it's also not as horrible as binge drinking every night. Um, But if you're in that situation, I would say it's important to cut down on days when it's no longer a treat, like it's a treat on like a Friday and a Saturday night. There's also another side to this. If you're a person who doesn't drink that often, but when they do drink, they just go all out. Learning how to first control yourself can be hard because you're getting drunk, but surrounding yourself with people that won't let you go that far is another strategy you could use. Do you have any stories of people who might be struggling with this? I don't know if we have a big drinking culture here, maybe more so at Rose Hill. Especially since it's harder here at Lincoln Center, I would say not so much. Um, But I've noticed post-grad, especially when you're living in New York, there's a big drinking culture in New York at large. Like, you can get a cocktail at any restaurant um, and that type of thing. And it's not only uh, bad to make that your, well, it's not horrible, but it's it's not a great idea to make your go-to having a cocktail with every meal, simply because it's very expensive but also because there's calories. And there's also the long-term effects, which we haven't talked about in this interview, which is the effects alcohol has on your liver. But yeah, I have noticed generally that in New York, there is a big drinking culture, which can be bad. Do you want to talk about the long-term effects? Uh, yeah, so if for those who don't know, alcohol affects your liver. It's because me- it's metabolized in your liver. 
And your liver is pretty good at expelling uh, toxins from your body, but it can it damages itself a little bit each time you do that, uh, basically because it gets overwhelmed. And over time, you can develop fatty, fatty liver disease, which is um, scar tissue of the liver, so your liver cells are literally dying and no longer doing its work. And then there's also um, some cognitive issues. When I, I'm a neuroscience major, and I, when I first learned about these, it really freaked me out, but it turns out you really have to drink a lot in order to <laughs> develop them, and they develop later in life. I mainly talk about Korsakov's, which is, it's a form of dementia. And then the last one we'll talk about is cancer. So certain throat cancers, you're more at risk if you consume alcohol at very high rates. Consuming a moderate amount will not put you at horrible risk for these cancers, but the risks there. If there's one thing that you'd like someone who reads your piece to take away, what would it be? Um, all I would want people to take away is that uh, alcoholic beverages are deceiving because it's such little amount of liquid packed with so many calories. And that's about it. Luke, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. This has been Retrospect. I'm Kevin Christopher Robles. See you next time.